1: Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll.
2: Hello, Biblical Citizens. It's January 22nd, 2022. We just want to say we hope your new year is going well to each and every one of you, no matter who or where you are on this bright Saturday afternoon in Southern California, or wherever you're listening. No matter what your circumstances or what shape our world is in, we know that God is with us and will never leave us or forsake us.
3: Today, Brian and I will discuss two of the biggest battles we're fighting in our country and in our world. It looks like we may be fighting them for the long term since evil doesn't go away easily. I'm talking about vaccine mandates and secondly, propaganda. So first, let's see where we are with vaccine mandates. Early on in the shutdowns, we heard two things. One, that we cannot get back to normal until the whole world is vaccinated. And that just struck me as so strange, so unwarranted, because even back then, SARS was said to be a novel virus that no one knew much about. But the whole world vaccinated, that just was been strange ever since. And so secondly, we heard early on, and remember this, that vaccine mandates were only the babblings of conspiracy theorists and they would never become reality. Even Joe Biden said that. But of, as time has gone on, they have definitely become reality. So you that believe in in the, the people that you're listening to that advocate this, have they been right? Look in the past. No, they have not. So this last week, the Supreme Court ruled that it was unconstitutional for the federal government to mandate vaccines on businesses over 100 employees. But they said it was okay, and it— you know that it's okay to require healthcare workers to get them this makes no sense this was only a partial victory forcing any medical procedure on anybody goes against all principles of informed choice we got trained that a lot as a medical professional so uh, they're breaking the code of ethics and the law really so robert kennedy jr said that the court missed the central point in the ruling he said the central point that they should have considered was can the federal government force anybody to be part of a medical experiment against their will? The answer should be a flat, resounding no. The Nuremberg Code, which was adopted by our federal government and is, if, is effective in every state, forbids it. Make no mistake, these injections are experimental. They have not undergone the usual long-term tests that drugs and vaccines usually go through. They've only been tested for a few weeks instead of the years it takes usually for drugs and vaccines to rule out the serious side effects that can occur with these powerful drugs. So this is only one of the reasons that these COVID vaccines are so controversial. You know, a good question to ask any vaccine advocate is ask them, why are vaccines so controversial? in your opinion. It might cause them to at least pause for a moment and maybe put themselves in another person's shoes. Let's say a person is a proponent of vaccines and they believe the only way out of this coronavirus mess is for everyone to get vaccinated as soon as possible. Shouldn't they at least find out why some people are adamantly opposed to acquiescing to this idea? Shouldn't they at least find out why some people would rather give up long-time careers? and what they've devoted their lives to, rather than take a simple injection. Massive numbers of people in the airline industry, in the teaching professions, in the healthcare industry, including doctors and nurses, in the police force, the military, and many other fields, are walking off the job rather than succumb to these mandates. We know several people personally who have struggled with this question, and at at great emotional and financial cost, They have opposed this coercion for multiple reasons, by the way. But God has opened other doors to them in the form of other jobs. And by the way, anyone looking for a job where you are not mandated to get an experimental shot, there's a website called jabfreejobs.com. So you can go there and look for employers that don't require it. But these mandates are not helping to maintain public health, and they're not about public health. They are about control and other reasons, but in, they're, they're not about public health and they're causing widespread unemployment and labor shortages in a lot of industries. So who's to blame? Are oh, there folks refusing this coercion, just being arbitrary and stubborn for no reason? The media says the unvaccinated are to blame for the rising number of cases of Omicron, the latest SARS-CoV-2 variant that causes mild symptoms by the way. Is this true? The answer is a big resounding no. The vaccinated are coming down with respiratory infections as much or more than the unvaccinated and CNN even reported this. Remember when the Pfizer shot came out and this is going back in the past again. We need to remember what they first said. They said that they they claimed that the Pfizer shot had 95% efficacy. What happened to that? Then it went down to 70% efficacy. Then it went down to 50% efficacy that they claimed. Then within only a few months, it went down to, well, it doesn't give you protection, but it lessens the severity of symptoms. Then it went from, it doesn't lessen the severity of symptoms, but it reduces hospitalizations. But it's not even doing that. How do vaccine proponents explain this? Whatever happened to the 95% efficacy? And just anecdotally, I've heard from nurses working in the hospital that are friends of mine. I've, I get. I have a network of friends that are hospital uh, healthcare workers. They say that many COVID patients that they're seeing are angry. They did everything they were told by the so-called experts. They got double vaxed and boosted. They wore masks and everything else. Yet here they are in the hospital with COVID. So the government admits that COVID nineteen mRNA injections don't stop transmission. Like most vaccines are supposed to do. That's the definition. But the media and the CDC have relentlessly told, them, told us to get them anyway, over and over. And they're still saying that even though they admit they don't stop transmission. And now we're seeing cruise ships being stranded in port with 100% of people vaccinated, yet 40% of the people sick with COVID. We are seeing airlines canceling thousands of flights because vaccinated pilots are, are sick with COVID or else... Uh, you know, we heard personally from a Delta, Delta airline pilot last week, he said that in his company, there's a shortage of pilots because many are walking off the job to avoid the jab or else the jabbed pilots were home sick with the virus. So there are multiple lawsuits pending against these mandates, and we need these because we cannot let vaccine passports control our society. Of course, this whole situation is unprecedented in the history of the world exactly how it is. But what can we do as citizens to help with the situation? Well, we can find out about these lawsuits, for one thing. We can support them with our prayers and with our dollars. Perhaps you know someone. Perhaps you know somebody that's lost a job or is in a lawsuit against the mandates. You can reach out to them and help support them in ways that the Lord leads you. One of the best ways is to get Updates on what is happening and follow what is going on. And one of the best sources is Children's Health Defense, and the other one is thehighwire dot com. So there's Children's Health Defense website and the dot com with Dell Big Tree. So another thing we can do is become informed about our about vaccines ourselves and what really is our doctor not telling us about them. And Kathleen
2: has developed a new tool to help people learn why vaccinations in general are controversial. So you can become more vaccine-informed. You can inform others. She's put together a succinct 81-page book that sums up 10 of the most important facts to know about vaccines. It's now available. The title is Risks and Benefits of Vaccines for Informed Choice. Kathleen, I know you've done a lot of research. You're good at distilling down a lot of information. You've written a number of other books your first book was a bestseller for nurses years ago called Saunders Pocket Reference for Nurses. So tell us just a little more about your new book on vaccines and where people can get it.
3: Well, I know that vaccine safety can be a complex topic, especially for people that aren't trained in medicine. But, uh, it's, and I know that it's hard to separate the irrefutable facts from all the marketing hype. But I started investigating it and, I've, I found that doctors don't even know some of the basic facts, nor do nurses. They aren't trained in it. So I wanted to make some of the most important facts easily accessible to the average person, especially moms. That way they can have an informed choice. You can look in this book. You can see what ingredients are in vaccines. You can see w- what the injury rates are, what the injury rates are versus what they tell you uh, according to studies. You can find out where to find out more information. You can find out what is really going to give you the informed consent you need to make an informed choice because doctors aren't telling us. So So, so where can
2: can people get it, Kathleen?
3: uh, They can get it on Amazon. And once again, the title is Risks and Benefits of Vaccines for Informed Choice by Kathleen Melanakis. Just type it in. Or you can go to my website, Risks and Benefits of and you can read more about it and, and why I wrote it and where, to, where the information is that I got it from, all the charts and tables and facts and figures and studies, and, but you need to use DuckDuckCo because Google is burying this kind of information. But you can get the hard copy for $15 or download the PDF for free, either one. I will also be selling the book at Freedom Fairs and at Homeschool Expos. So look, at, look for me at the next Reopen San Diego event, or you can just write to me personally at the email for this show, biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. So that's risks and benefits of vaccines for informed choice.
2: Thanks, Kathleen. We need to take a short break. But we will be right back to discuss the nature of propaganda and what to do about it. Stay tuned. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on praise. Are you pro-life? Then you'll want to hear Troy Newman, president of Operation Rescue, the premier pro-life ministry in America, this Sunday at Infusion Church in Escondido, 777 West Felicita Avenue. Troy's going to update us on Newman versus Planned Parenthood on its way to the Supreme Court after undercover videos caught Planned Parenthood illegally selling baby body parts. Come hear the exciting new initiative being launched to make our community abortion-free, pro-life. That's this Sunday, 10.30 a.m., Infusion Church, Escondido, 777 West Felicita Ave. You can get directions at InfusionChurch.tv, that's Troy Newman of Operation Rescue, this Sunday, 10.30 a.m., Infusion Church, Escondido, 777 West Felicita Avenue. InfusionChurch.tv Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melinakis on K-Praise. We are back. So what is propaganda? How can we recognize it? What's the difference between good old PR, public relations, and propaganda? Well, I looked in the Oxford English Dictionary, and it said the definition of propaganda is the systematic dissemination of information in order to promote a political cause or a point of view. I didn't find that completely satisfying because that sounded like that could also be kind of like PR. So I consulted with... The organization Citizens for Free Speech. We recently interviewed the president of that organization, Patrick Wood, on this show. And they had some good information. It's interesting that modern propaganda was first defined by Edward Bernays, eighteen ninety one to nineteen ninety-five. Wow, he lived to be a hundred and four. So who was Edward Bernays? Well, he's generally recognized as the father of public relations. Many of his ideas actually came from his uncle that's someone you have heard of psychiatrist sigmund freud so here's what bernays said specifically about propaganda those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society propaganda constitute an invisible government which is the true ruling power of our country we are dominated by the relatively small number of persons who understand the mental processes and social patterns of the masses, it is they who pull the wires which control the public mind. By the way, he didn't write that last week. He wrote that in the 1930s. So let's be clear, as biblical citizens, the intent to deceive is never right. Even if it is supposedly in uh, pursuit of a worthy goal or worthy long-term objective, we know who the father of lies is, and deception is never correct. But let me go over, according to Citizens for Free Speech, some of the most important techniques of propaganda so we can recognize them. What do you think is the most important, most common propaganda technique? You may have guessed it. It's fear. And fear is the most powerful emotion. It's fear of loss or fear of physical harm. And what happens when our minds get too fearful it opens up to accept solutions we'd never otherwise accept. So it's a, it's a very dangerous, uh, particularly dangerous form of propaganda. Another form of propaganda is called bandwagon. So bandwagon is you should do it because everyone else is doing it. This is often combined with other techniques. So, for example, everyone's taking the shot. It's safe and effective. So you should take it too. And another technique is called card stacking. So this highlights the good information and leaves out the bad. Now, you'll notice this readily in most uh, major media, social media. Just pick up the local San Diego Union Tribune. It's not so much that what they report is a lie. It's what they suppress and censor. So they take out – they don't report all the information that doesn't support – their agenda. This is very widespread. Another technique is called plain folks. So the propagandist implies he's just an ordinary person like you and me with the same dreams and desires. You know, Bill Clinton, at least formerly, was, I thought, very good at this. And another one is the testimonial where you can take a person that otherwise you'd have no reason to believe they have any particular cachet or Um, qualifications to tell you, for example, medical information. For example, they may be a celebrity, a Hollywood star, but they're giving a testimonial that this is what you need to do or this is what you should believe. But if you step back and think about it, why should I believe them?
3: Just because they're famous.
2: And Right. And another one is glittering generality, sweeping statements with vague words. So, for example, about the... uh, what I call the Build Back Broke Bill that's being pushed right now. This program will create equity for all. We will create millions of green jobs. Generalities, do you think if these things pass, we hope they don't? You think the media or anybody will really hold them accountable for it or count? And another thing is called name calling or ad hominem attacks. Take attention away from the propagandist and towards something else. El Gore once said, talking about global warming, deniers deserve to be punished. And today it's claimed America has a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Let me give you a particularly egregious example of this. It just came up in the last week. We have some ties to the state of Utah. Uh,
3: this is an example of name-calling and
2: Right. Scapegoating you. Yeah. So the most, uh, the biggest newspaper in Utah is the Salt Lake Tribune. <laughs> yeah. The editorial board of the Salt Lake Tribune this week called on the governor of Utah to immediately call out the National Guard and confine all unvaccinated people in the state, healthy or not, confine them to their homes literally 100% indefinitely. Do not let them leave their home for any reason. This is the Salt Lake tribune that's ad hominem attacks
3: realize how outrageous that
2: is that that's pretty outrageous
3: using source
2: and another one is transfer taking the authority or prestige of one group and transferring so somebody you already have trust in unfortunately many churches have been used to promote acceptance of pandemic and other propaganda by their congregations and another example of this that just came up we've donated for Many years to the Salvation Army. They do a lot of good. They're a Christian based organization, but they apparently, according to multiple reports, um, have been their CEO and their board has been taken over by a woke, a totally woke ideology. They recently sent an email to all their biggest donors supporting systemic white racism and that all whites are part of the systemically racist program. And this is, of course, totally unbiblical.
3: Can I just interject one little thing? You might want to watch The Great Reset by Glenn Beck. It explains why this may be happening, because big corporations are giving credit scores to other groups uh, based on their wokeness. Anyway, Glenn Beck, it's The Great Reset.
2: And I'd like to uh, share just one one other type of propaganda, and that is scapegoating, which is guilt by association assign blame to an unrelated person like yeah we have really bad inflation and our economy isn't doing great right now but that's not the result of the current administration that's obviously the result of Donald Trump that's just an example or what or the example we already said even though tons of vaccinated people despite the vaccine are getting sick nope. that's not the fault of the vaccine That's caused by the unvaccinated. That's called scapegoating. So what can we do about it? Well, there's three simple things that we can do. The first thing we can do is recognize propaganda for what it is and use these techniques. And I encourage you to go to that um, Citizens for Free Speech website because they have the full write-ups on this and they really make it easy to uh, recognize propaganda. So pick up a local, I don't know, like the Salt Lake Union Tribune or turn on CNN for a few minutes if you can stand it and try to identify if any of these forms of propaganda, which I mentioned, apply to what you're reading or what you're listening. And I predict you'll find that they do. So that's number one. Secondly, considering what you see, exercise self-control over your emotions. For example, we're getting a lot of, propaganda right now based on fear. We should be very fearful, no matter what we do, no matter what we do, if we just go out of the house, even if we're boosted and wear a mask and an N95, we're still, we could still die from, you know, the things that are in the air. This is fear. This is fear propaganda. Don't let it get to you. Distance yourself from it. And the one way to do that is to, again, identify it for the propaganda it is say you know I know that is fear propaganda I'm not going to buy into it and the third thing finally you've you've identified the propaganda share this with others um, your friends your share it with your share it with your friends share it with your um, loved ones
3: and speak the truth yep in closing, I would like to read an excerpt from an email that I received on my website, risksandbenefitsofvaccines.com. It was from a gentleman who goes by the pen name, The Resolute Protector's Son. And he lives all the way across the pond in the UK. I thought he described the situation that we're in now quite well. He said, there are benefits of the COVID debacle. As COVID exposes the criminally inept, it's given the UK space to finally break the tentacles of the EU, which in reality means Germany and the Fourth Reich. Germany, strictly Prussia, and more strictly the Nazis and communists, have been jealous of Great Britain and its empire that was and has sought to destroy us by taking away our industries and our health, let alone our wealth, and to, and to destroy those with whom we've had a long association, including the USA and Commonwealth countries. And we, when you look at it, those have been the ones that have really been targeted So there are those other groups behind this chaos, which I will explain if you ask, he says, and I think it's the World Economic Forum and the big corporations. But he said, we have been and we are in World War III, but it's a battle of words, not guns and tanks and planes and warships. This is why he, capital H, meaning Jesus, who is called Faithful and True, Has a sharp sword coming from his mouth in Revelation. And he said, We shall win as we have won before, albeit not without cost. It will be with the support of our allies and the hosts of heaven, the beautiful angels whom God directs for our good.
2: To bless your neighbor this week, become able to recognize propaganda for what it is and speak the truth instead. And we suggest you become more informed about vaccines and why they are controversial. You can consider Kathleen's book, Risks and Benefits of Vaccines for Informed Choice. To educate yourself and those loved ones around you, you can go on Amazon or you can write to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com.
1: Till next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen.